Welcome back, uh, episode six of Supervision. We're back. Um, woo, woo, right? Today we're doing something a little bit different than our usual. We're interviewing um, a guest. Uh, his name is David Parker. He's actually uh, both Chad and I's boss, I guess technically. Yes. Yeah. Is he still your boss? He is my boss and my partner and my friend. Oh, good. Yes, all of the above. Um, anyways, I mean, we could go on for hours about everything he's done and, and reasons we align with him and want to be around him, but um, we'll kind of just dig into it. So, Yeah, and last time we talked a little bit about just your environment and who you surround yourself with and how that affects you, as affects you, affects your goals and, and your obviously your results. And so part of the reason why we wanted to interview Dave and introduce him to you guys and um, get his insight is because him, he has created an environment for us where we could build our real estate business and in turn build his own. Um, and that's been a really integral part to my success, to our lives, to our livelihood. Same. Yeah. Um, me too. And, you know, it'd be fun to, to introduce us or to introduce him to you guys. So without further ado, let's Drum roll, please. Have, welcome Dave to our podcast. Hey. Hello, David Parker. How are you guys? Good. Uh, we're good. Thanks for having me. Why don't you give us a little quick David Parker background just for the listeners to, who don't know you to hear kind of where you're from and who you are. It's great. Yeah. I'm again, David Parker. I, um, I live in North Salt Lake right now. I have three kids. I'm married to my wife, Marianne Parker. Um, we've lived there for, I mean, I think we're about 10 years now in North Salt Lake. Uh, grew up in West Valley, went to Granger High, um, ended up, you know, living most of my life in Utah all but two years. I went on a LDS mission when I was 19, went to uh, Alberta, Canada. And Why didn't home. I know you went to Canada? I don't know. You just seem like the kind of guy that would get stuck in like Wyoming or something. <laughs> well, yeah. Canada's the Wyoming of the world. <laughs> so, Alberta, Alberta's beautiful. I, a little bit of part of British Columbia, but it, yeah, it was it was a good time. So uh, anyhow, I got, I got married when I, I got back from my mission pretty quick within just, just about a year. Um, and uh, went to school for a little bit, ended up deciding to get my real estate license, kind of fell in love with real estate and being a real estate agent. And, um, you know, after becoming an agent, I ended up actually starting a brokerage and, you know, ended up having that going for a few years and ended up uh, coming over to Century 21, sold the, sold the company to Century 21 and been here and building a, a team and got to know these, these guys and it's been awesome, so. Yeah, that's right. the modest version of what yeah, all that he's done. Watered the most down bull vanilla crap. version I've ever heard. <laughs> but um, no, so you you did build your own brokerage as a young twenty something, and then how old were you when when that all happened? Uh, I think it was twenty six, maybe twenty seven. Yeah. So and you ran that for three years or so. Yeah, or, we we had that. Uh, I think we were coming up on our fourth year. Mm-hmm. In fact. Uh, George, you guys both know, obviously, you know, George Morris with Century 21. He's the owner here. And um, he was our our coach, me and Jeremy Laguerre. And actually, my mom, Linda Parker, ended up starting that company. And 
he was coaching us throughout that process, really got integrated with a lot of our agents. We ended up having, you know, 60, I think 55, 66 agents. And wow. he ended up starting, you know, Century 21 Everest. And we kind of talked about the idea of, of merging or, or, or us buying him or him buying us. And there was a, you know, kind of right timing. And we ended up uh, feeling good about selling and we came over and it's been a great decision. I mean, it's yeah. been good not to, to, to focus on the brokerage and actually just focus on the team. And, you know, the team obviously has done amazing things. I mean, we're one of the top teams in the country right now and, yeah. you know, the top team in the state of Utah, but it's been, it's been a great process. I mean, real estate is, has been a blessing in my life and it's been awesome to see the blessing in other people's life as well. Totally. Uh, Dave's brokerage elite, uh, realty group was the number one agent productivity, right? Uh, per, per agent productivity, right. um, yeah. by units or something in the state where basically everybody that worked there was producing at a really high level. And so, um, it's no surprise Dave's leadership for even me and my own business and Zach too, um, has taught us like a lot about systems and strategies and how to, you know, structure your day and make small reachable goals and daily disciplines that end up leading to success. And that's actually the topic for today that we wanted to dive into is like, right. you might have a supervision for your life. You might have these goals or challenges that you really want to overcome and achieve. And, um, you know, how do you do it? How do you wake up tomorrow morning and it's, Saturday and you, you know, make actual effort toward, you know, reaching a big goal. That's kind of what I wanted to dive into with Dave and just talk about structure and, and how those, um, how your daily actions predict the outcome of your life. So. Right. Right. I think, uh, obviously with like the evidence of, of that brokerage you've got where your, where your agents are all producing at a moderately high level compared to every other brokerage. Cause I mean, you go to any brokerage now and you've got probably three quarters of them that hardly do any business. Right. So like you've got, you've got a system, obviously now we, we, the team we're on, we've got a, you know, we're doing the same thing. We're all producing pretty highly, I would say like, amongst every other agent we're, we're up sure. against. What's your, what's like kind of your big thing that really sticks out? What makes you or your system that everyone's plugging into? Yeah. For, for What's the big thing that clicks? Well, for me, for me, as far as agent wise, I mean, just talking about real estate agents, but I think this kind of applies to, to all areas in, in people's life, but is to figure out certain standards. I mean, you know, we all have standards that we live by and certain things that are kind of non-negotiables and um, in business, that's the same way. I mean, I, you know, just in personal life, I mean, we all brush our teeth. I mean, there's not a day that you well, know, uh, well, maybe not Zach, but no, <laughs> I know you do, but, but you know, there's, there's not a day that you don't brush your teeth or there's not a day you, you forget to put on your pants and go outside. So there's certain things that you, regardless, there are certain standards that you, you do in your life. You know, and I, I've realized in business early in my career that that's the biggest pitfall with entrepreneurs and, and especially real estate agents is, you know, a lot of times people get into this business thinking that, Hey, now I don't have to work for anyone and I can do what I want. Well, it ends up happening a lot of times they don't do anything, you know, and so then they don't produce and they kind of put themselves in a bad situation. So I figured out as a leader very, very early that, you know, we needed to treat this like a business. We need to try, you know, like that you had certain responsibility and certain obligations that, that you do every single day. And I, you know, I ended up just referring to them as their daily standards, minimum standards, 
you know, so for our, for our team, I mean, we have certain things that are done every single day without fail. Yep. You know, when we bring on brand new agents, I mean, that's one of the first things we sit down is talk about their minimum standards. I mean, and we try to make them as simple as possible. And so it's very simple to do, um, problem with things that are simple to do. They're also simple not to do. And so long as the expectation is that, Hey, these are, these are things that have to be done regardless. And you have some accountability with, you know, for me as a broker looking over their shoulder to make sure those happen. You know, over time, those standards, those certain simple things they're doing end up creating success. In our business, you know, it's prospecting. You know, it's calling and talking to new people. You know, that's one of the most difficult things to do, but also kind of a simple thing to do as well. Uh, it's also following up with these prospects. You know, you're having conversations, and a lot of times people are not necessarily ready to go right now, but they might be ready to go in a month or, or, right. or a couple months. And so it's following up with them. And then also making sure that we're signing agreements with someone. So I mean, our, our business, those are our kind of our minimum standards that have to have, have to happen. And what I realized early in my, my career is, is agents to avoid the kind of the wave where, you know, there's some highs that happen in people's business where they're killing it, they're crushing it. You know, it becomes very easy during those times not to prospect, not to lead follow up. You know, your, your life is already kind of crazy and out of control. It seems unnatural to bring in more chaos and more clientele when you're already super, super busy. But the problem is, is if you don't do that, you know, usually the sales cycle is two or three months after that you initially make that contact, you end up having this wave that happens. You have some, you know, the wave goes high and you're having a bunch of success and then you close all that book of business and then it goes absolutely flat. And that becomes very difficult and very hard to predict your income when that happens. And so having these standards that, hey, you prospect and you lead follow-up regardless of how busy you are, it starts to have where your business has some consistency, you know, that you see consistent paychecks and it's something that you can consistently bank on a certain amount of income. And what I realize with agents especially is that's the missing key with real estate is they can't, they want to be able to bank on, I'm making this a certain amount of money. Long as I do these certain, you know, you know, standards or principles every single day, I can count on this kind of income. And so I would say that was the biggest key that I learned early, early in my business as a leader is if I can make sure that these things are happening every single day and have some accounting built in with, with these agents and making sure that's happening, they're going to have success there. And then, then what I'm providing and, and the opportunity and the, I guess the environment and situation ends up becoming an asset in their life. If they're making good money and they're making it consistently, I become valuable in their eyes. If they're not making money, it's very easy where the value is, is who's the cheapest option. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to be the cheapest option. You know, there's right. cheaper options, but if I can create enough value, then the, op the option is, is this is something consistency in their life and they can make good money. No, I really appreciate you sharing that. Like that's, it's gold. So listeners, please go back and listen to that whole section again, just to remind yourself of all of those little pieces that that add up to success because it's really applicable everywhere, right? I mean, we're talking through real estate lens, but this could be for, you know, wanting to get a recording contract. This could be for wanting to start your own company doing anything. This could be, you know, just trying to get a promotion at your current job or success in your health or, I mean, literally anything. any application can take the same thing about, you know, you got to treat it like a job and you got to treat it like daily effort towards the achievement plus minimum standards that only you can define, only we can define for ourselves. Well, and the, and the big piece is when they're not standards and they're, they're something that's new and they're maybe they're not habits is having some accountability built in. I yeah. mean, when I, when I first started, I, I, I did not have a team. I didn't have a team leader. I had a brokerage that was 
they were good, good people, very good people, you know, in fact, still friends today. But as far as the accountability built in to make sure that I was doing the things I was telling them, I'm, I'm telling them that I was going to do was not there. And so it was very easy for me to say, you know, I'm supposed to be calling, you know, this many people today and try to pick up new clientele. And if I didn't do it, no one really cared. You know, the only person that cared was me after a few months when the paychecks weren't coming in and my wife, you know, absolutely cared, you know, and so, you know, <laughs> so anyhow, that, that, that's the big thing is, is, you know, in, in any area of your life and we, and Chad and I have done this with the gym, you know, now for, we're coming on three or four years consistently mm-hmm. going to the gym, you know, four or five times each week is a built in accountability system. I mean, it's so hard for me, you know, not to show up when I know Chad is going to be at the gym. If we're meeting at Orange Theory or we're meeting at you know, you know, our, our gym that we go and lift weights at, if I know Chad is showing up at six o'clock and he's expecting me to be there, I mean, I get my butt out of bed, but at the second that he has something come up or he's out of town, immediately I go back into bad habits where there's no accountability. He won't know if I don't go and who cares, you know, but you know, for, for me, it's like those, those simple things that you know, you're supposed to do and that actually create the most results. If you can tie a piece on, on some accountability, until at least where it's it's become a habit and sometimes it never you know like like the weightlifting and all the gym it's still a struggle you know yeah. if, if i don't it have someone sucks. that's there i i don't show up you know and so for me it's like i have two or three people that are in our rotation that every single day i know that one of them are, are going to be there where i make sure i get my butt to the gym yeah yeah i struggle with that that's fine it's fine we don't want to talk about it we don't need to we might need to shut down really took me Coronavirus really uh, got me off my gym routine, unfortunately. I got, all, getting, I got everyone. You're, getting back. you're doing great now. Yeah. yeah we're, getting, we're getting back. Back at it. Listen, I was great last week. And <laughs> <Celebrate laughs> a couple of weeks victories. before that, this week was bad. This week was tough. I don't know what happened, but it's fine. We'll it's get that, back on hey, it. It's that accountability. It's probably, honestly, there's yep. cutting back to that when you're talking about kind of those daily disciplines of what our team does. So those new leads you, you give out. If I don't follow up, there's nothing that will make my butt cheeks pucker faster than getting a text from <laughs> Dave Parker at 9.30, 10 o'clock in the morning and just says, hey, you didn't call your leads yesterday or something like Just kind of calling me on my crap that I didn't do. Yeah. I will tell you, I will call those leads so fast <laughs> that day. <laughs> well, it, I will get through everything so fast. And it's interesting is, is, is that starts from the very, very beginning. You know, when, when a new agent joins the team, you know, and Chad and I have done this for years now, is we watch and watch every single day. And sometimes it's a couple weeks, sometimes it's a month. You know, it's always the attitude of like, hey, these are standards. These are things that are done without fail. It doesn't matter what's going on in your life and how busy you are. If you have you know four or five appointments and you're gone all the day, you have to do these standards every single day because this is what's gonna create consistency and income in your life. And we wait. And sometimes it's a week, sometimes it's a month. But there's that first day when they don't get their new leads. If if we, me or Chad, does not you know call them that day and say, hey, what happened? You know, why didn't you you make those calls? Or why didn't you finish your task list? You know, we don't start you know that that accountability cycle where they know that hey, someone is looking over my shoulders. You know, someone is making sure that I'm doing the job or doing these standards that, that mean so much and that they've projected that are so important in our life. So it, I'm glad that you feel that way. And I'm glad that oh, after it's terrifying. years and years and years, you still feel that way because it's important. And you know how important it is. The fact that you know that I'll say, hey, what's going on? You know, what happened yesterday kind of thing? Because I know what, what ends up happening is if, if that becomes, you know, where your habit is that you can get away with that because it's all that natural, right. you know, the natural laziness that we all get, our, get ourselves into, especially when things are going good, like things are going good for you. 
it becomes very, very difficult to start that again. And or so like something like, yeah, like the last couple of days. So I've got a couple different clients all over the Valley. So like I was up to Ogden twice yesterday. I went to Ogden this morning and now I've got to go to Harriman Eagle mountain and hour and a half the other direction. But it's like, if I, and then, you know, this on top of it. Right. But if I didn't set my two, three hours to the side to go through my leads, like you wouldn't have given a crap. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have cared, which is great. I need it. It's great. It's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm thankful for it. That's all there is to it. Cause without it, I think I probably would have fizzled and faded pretty quick and I'd be flipping burgers or something. I don't know what I'd be doing. Well, it, it, Tires it, again. And frankly, it, 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 I, I was the same way when I first started, I ended up having a coach and like I mentioned it was George Morris and yeah. we would have these, these weekly calls and there were certain things that we said, Hey, we're going to do this every single day. And he would ask about them and we'd give him her, his, the numbers of, Hey, this is how many contacts. These are how many appointments we set. And I just remember dreading that call. We're like, I didn't do it, you know, and, and a, a lot of times I was doing it just so I could say that I did it. And just yeah. by doing those things, I was getting appointments set. You know, I was touching base with clients that, you know, they were maybe cold. Now they were warm. And so, you know, half, half the battle is, is, you know, especially when you're new is not necessarily even having a million skill sets, but it's actually just doing the work, getting things done, making sure that you're calling people. And, and after a while, once you have this success, I mean, you have like the skills that you, both you guys have, mm -hmm. then, then you add, okay, doing the work plus having skills. That's how you can have tremendous success. Like you guys have had, like we've all had. You're too nice. <laughs> I wouldn't say tremendous on my end, but yeah, he was talking to me. Yeah. hundred percent. No, I, <laughs> and that's fine. Hey, I'll own that. If the shoe fits, baby. What would you say, Dave, for like somebody that's just starting with an idea? Like they don't, they don't really even know how to build a system or, or whatever, but they've got a dream. They want a goal. They want to start a new business. They want to get like more serious about a hobby. Like what would you say is like the best place to start? Well, business wise is easy for me to talk about. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about business. You know, business is, sure. you know, for me is just figuring out what daily activities make the most impact. You know, I would say every business, there's certain things that if we do these things, we're going to have the greatest impact in, in, in if it's revenue or success or, or just team morale or, or whatever, and just figure out what those daily things are and just make sure that you're setting it up where, where they're accountable. You know, we have to do these every single day, you know, with, without fail. And, and, and I would say that's with every business. I mean, you look at any business that's successful, there are certain things they do and there's, there are certain things they don't do, but they have figured out these are items that make us successful. And then they make sure that they're doing them every single time. I mean, you look at great restaurants. I look at like a Roos Chris. Roos Chris delivers a product that is the same every single time. You know, very rarely are you getting a bad waiter. Very rarely are you getting a bad dish. But they have figured out a system. And that's why they're able to charge $50, $60 for a steak. You know, but every single time I know exactly what I'm getting it. And they're doing it at a high level. And they're doing what's what's most important is they're making sure that their their food is on par every single time. And so... You know, any, any business, you know, it doesn't matter what business it is. It could be real estate, it could be a restaurant or anything. It's just if finding what it makes the biggest difference and making sure you're doing it at a high level every single day without fail. Yeah. That's really good advice. A little bit more than just going through the motions, I guess. It's a way to put that. And what do you think, Zach? Like as far as you, like when you're starting your real estate business, getting out of the army, like, yeah, um, like you didn't have this definition of how many deals you're going to do a month. Oh, hell no. You didn't think you were going to join our team necessarily or. Yeah, whatever. it was kind like, of a toss up. It was it wasn't even more more so when I got started building my business. It wasn't even like one that I even thought I was getting out of the army at that point. Like I 100 percent. I think I. Yeah, you were doing both. 
Yeah, right, right. So at that point, I was like, oh, I'm going to probably just be a lifer. I'll do my 20 and, you know, grab my pension at the end and health insurance when I get old and decrepit and I'll carry on, or, you know. <laughs> but, um, and then, yeah, I mean, we lived right around the corner, I guess from both of you. I didn't know Dave. I knew Chad and, and his wife. But, um, and that kind of just worked out. I think I was, uh, I was planning on, I don't know why, but I was just drawn to this brokerage anyways to begin with. So I had talked with the recruiter, Lindsay, and, and I was already going to be at the brokerage and then bumped into Chad and figured that out. Um, where going into it, honestly, I had no idea where I would have even started. Like, I was just kind of just jumping in with both feet and like, here we go. I think once, I think I did realize, once I, I had realized I had a kind of a breaking point in between quitting my job at Discount Tire um, before I talked with, with Dave and Chad. And then, well, it's funny. I got a, I got a talk with Chad first to warn me and prep me before I met with Dave <laughs> to get, you know, that interview to be on the team and whatnot. Um, I'm not that scary. Dave, you are more scary than you understand. <laughs> I love you to death, but you're terrifying most of the time, but yeah. like in a, like a good fatherly way, it's, it's cute. <laughs> but, um, anyways, I had that breaking point where I think I realized like, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, how do I get business? How do I, what do I do every single day? Do I just like knock on doors? And that sounds like the worst thing on the planet is just knocking on doors every single day to get business. I mean, people have some great success doing it, but I know that's not what I want to do. So that's why I was, I was excited and I felt like our team was, I was a good fit for it and was, I mean, I can call and I'll be your best friend on a phone. I don't care. Yeah. You know, so it's worked out great. It's gone well, but to answer your question, Chad is like, I had no clue. Like, so you needed to find a I 100% determined system, a determined system or more so just like a mentor. Like, I think there's always some out there that would say like, I'll mentor you. And then like, now that I'm in it and you're looking at it, like I'm out producing a lot of those people that were like, I'll be your mentor. And it's like, totally. I, so that's maybe my biggest point. To all this is if you're going to have someone want to mentor you, make sure you like understand sure they can be great right out of the gates or something to get you off your feet and teach you the system a little bit, but like make sure they're not like holding you back. Like make sure that that mentor is someone that is producing at a high level. That's going to consistently get you to grow. I don't know how else to put that. I don't well, know. I think it's, but I think it's finding somebody who's doing what you want to do. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And that gets more and more difficult. The more success that you have. Right. It's like early on, you just kind of need to meet, a nice realtor who won't hold you back and it'll help you. Man, I was going to be pumped. I was thinking about it. I remember sitting in my basement apartment we were living in playing call of duty while I was taking the classes, the (laughs) the real estate classes. That's how, that's how tough that test is everyone. (laughs) But I remember sitting there and at one point they start talking about commissions and things like that and how this, you know, whatever for a split second inside those classes. And I remember doing the, the math on my phone, sitting there on the couch. And I was like, man, if I closed a deal, two deals a month or a, a deal a month or whatever it was, I was like, man, I'm going to be pumped. And of course this was four years ago when the average sales price here in, in Salt Lake County was two something, just under three, maybe. Yeah, totally. And I was stoked. I was like, heck yeah, this is going to be great. Cause I mean, I was working at, I think I, I mean, I was making okay money, but it wasn't anything that is worthwhile looking back at it. Like it's enough to just keep you comfortable and 
in their grasp, but not enough to have the energy to go out and find more kind of thing. So mm-hmm. it's a job just, yeah, it's just a, it was just a job. <laughs> yeah. It was whatever. Um, but I remember sitting there doing that math and I was like, Oh, this is going to be sick. I'm going to make, <laughs> you know, three, four grand a month. Like, and I was so excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I just like real estate is kind of this somewhat abusive relationship a little bit. Like any, <laughs> any like 100% commission job, it, can be this way where like the opportunity is all there and, but you have no safety net. It's like, it it can be scary and feast or famine almost. Yeah. And like you're most of the limits that you have are your own. Most of the limits that are on you are, I mean, at first Zach was pumped at three grand a month, four grand a month, then it's 10 grand a month. Then it's, you know, now even bigger and brighter things than that, which sounds crazy, but it's this, you know, we talk about a financial temperature and supervision, having these bigger, bigger goals. And the more momentum that you get, you know, you surprise yourself by how much actually starts to come together when you're working daily towards big goals. Um, for me, like getting started and finding, you know, a good system in in Dave and and what Dave had kind of built, like... I just wanted to prove myself like I had early on in my career, I'd spent 18 months floundering in real estate, not knowing what to do, not having kind of a mentor, but not really. And like then joining a different team and getting fired from that team. And like, so by the time I got to Dave, I was 18 months in zero confidence and a lot of fear that I would get fired. So when Dave said, these are your minimum standards, I was very scared not to meet them because I had just been fired. I thought I'd be fired again. And I was sick of going home and telling my wife, like nothing today. Like didn't get one today. Like painful. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's embarrassing after a while. Like I had been serving tables at night at a restaurant to like help a little bit. And like, felt like I was just sitting at a desk doing nothing. So anyway, for me, like my, my big vision early on was like, success was just being able to be a realtor for another day. (laughs) Like it wasn't like a dollar amount. It was definitely survival and proving to myself that I shouldn't be fired. And once I kind of broke through some of those boundaries and had a little bit of success and a few, you know, lucky things fall into place and got a little bit of momentum, then I'm like, okay, like my confidence came first. And then it was like, okay, like maybe I can do this. Like I can do this. And then it was, Oh, a few more deals, a few more people. Oh, a referral that I wasn't expecting. And then it was like all of a sudden a year went by and I had a record breaking year. Like I remember that first year I qualified for one of the Century 21 awards and I didn't even know that there were awards. <laughs> like I, I genuinely got this letter in the mail. It was like, you received the Ruby Award. And I was like, what's the Ruby Award? Like, is it the best one? Like, <laughs> yeah. like I, I had no concept of it because I wasn't working for that. And nothing like there's nothing now that could take away that type of like kind of like innocent joy. Right. Of just like I didn't even know that there was these levels. Right. Like. Right. And it was it's cute now to like reminisce. But like it just was like that's how much like I was trying to have vision. I was trying to, you know, do something better for my life or build a business for my family and a career. But like all I was focused on was not getting fired, 
daily discipline, like showing up, like just not survive. failing, like surviving. And now I can sit here and do a podcast and talk about abundance mindset. And I can talk about, you know, vision and all these things. That's a luxury. But like 100%. if anybody's listening, who's just struggling right now, like I'm telling you, you don't don't feel bad if you don't have a grand vision right now. Just get down to your basics, get down to your why. And like Dave said, like figure out what are the most important things that you can do every day and yeah. do them. It might be just eating healthy and exercising and showing up to work at first, but that'll grow. It'll grow with confidence. It grew for me and like our team. And, and I would say the biggest thing as well is your current circumstances do not equal your future. Yeah. You know, I, I look at someone, I mean, both you guys, I would say more Chad, because I think I mean, you were already doing some good things with, with your job that you had in the mm -hmm. military and you already had kind of some different career things set up and this was a switch for you. But I mean, Chad was in this business and struggling for 18 months. I mean, and, and I, you know, really feeling bad about himself and feeling, you know, not having the confidence and, Wondering if it was work, wondering if it was the right decision to quit a management job at PF Chang's. I mean, there's a lot of things that you were going through and it's like laughable now because you're this tremendous success. You're one of the top agents in the state of Utah. I mean, you're consistently been doing it for, you know, how many years is it now? 10? Eight. Eight years? Eight, eight years, years. Consistently just crushing it. You know, you're the, you know, leader on the team. You're, you're always the top dog. And, you know, so it's it just interesting that in Chad, you know, eight years ago feeling down and out and feeling bad and his current circumstances were that he wasn't a success and he maybe doesn't have it to do it and he's seen all these other people having success but it was in him you know he, he he was that rock star all that along so going back to your like if you're listening you know just know that that doesn't mean anything i mean i when i first started i i struggled you know i i didn't have a lot of direction it wasn't until i got some coaching and and really some mentorship and and really a path of this is what you're you're, you're supposed to do and some accountability built around it that I started having success, but that first, I would say year, maybe, maybe 18 months was, was very difficult. You know, I, I financially it was, was bad. I mean, I ended up, you know, you know, deciding that this was the career that I wanted to do, but I wasn't having the success that I knew I was capable of. And I really didn't know why. And there was a lot of things looking back that mistakes I was making, but it, but it, you know, it, it takes a while for you to start building that confidence. It takes years. And I like, I like that you're like, you know, 39 transactions that first year within the team and making, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And, and you had to look back and say, Oh my gosh, I am successful. Oh my gosh, they're giving me awards. Like I, I've done something special and feeling that significance that comes from that. But I, you know, I, you know, I, I just, I love the journeys that, that, that takes, but I would say the biggest, biggest takeaway from anything is following a path. You know, you know, you know, you hear it, you know, Tony Robbins talks about mirroring consistently, finding something that is working for someone and mirroring it. You know, making sure you're doing exactly what they're doing and you'll see similar results. It's just like, you know, just a simple recipe. And so, you know, that's, you know, that's really kind of what the elite team is and the elite system, the elite way is, is having this path that has worked and finding the people that have a desire to succeed at a high level, regardless of where their current circumstances and plugging into a system that is having a, pr a proven track record. And I love that, you know, you guys have come from completely different backgrounds but have plugged into something that has brought a lot of success in your life. And I mean, for me as a, you know, as a leader and being part of that, I mean, that's kind of what drives me at this point. You know, I've done this for a long enough and, and, and made a lot of money and I have a lot of other things, investments and things that are bringing in money, but the joy I'm getting from at this point in my, my career, you know, being a little older than you guys is really just 
kind of living living through those experiences that you guys have. I love that you guys are starting to invest. I love that you guys are buying these rental properties and starting to see residual income. And for me, that's, you know, you know, adding another one to mine. Yes, there is a joy on that, but man, I feel so much fulfillment and so much more joy kind of seeing you guys go through that process and starting to get that going and starting to build wealth that way. Dave was saying just, you know, success leaves clues is something that you always hear. Like Tony Robbins says, mirror, you know, you got to mirror the people that are doing the things that you want to do. I think there's a lot of free freedom. I think there's a lot of freedom to just remember that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Like you don't have to start from You're not the first one totally to do this. scratch, you know, like a lot of entrepreneurs, I see a lot of pride in like, I'm going to do it by my own sweat on my back and and maybe that's where i was for those first 18 months in real estate like i can do it i'm i've had you know i've got a college degree and i've got a little bit of success but like the truth of the matter was i needed a ton of guidance yeah and a ton of mentoring and um how's that college degree worked you out know, for you know it's amazing it's a springboarded everything in my life <laughs> Hey, good news. I dropped out of college for the third time like two weeks ago. So. Hey, congratulations. Yay. Now let's see if you learn this time. Yeah, I'm not going back. That yeah, was pointless. No. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like um, there's a lot of power in, you know, find, actually being honest with yourself and finding somebody that's doing what you want to do. Because it's hard. I mean, you, I look at people on Instagram. I know a lot of people like... You know, there's very few people out there who are actually doing something that aligns with what I want to do, you know? And so it's like, you might have to search a little bit and dig and network and connect. And like, I met Dave through just random, like, oh, you should talk to this guy, Dave. <laughs> like, like I don't, you know what I mean? It was just this guy, Dave. And in our meeting, like, he was very nice and I didn't even know that much about him, but like he was willing to take a chance on me and I was willing to take a chance on him. Like, and who introduced you to, uh, I met him through the brokerage because he century 21 had just bought elite. And so he was here and I had asked, I think it was Lindsay Wardle actually just yeah. like, what do I do? I just got fired. So I wasn't like a shining star that someone wanted to like, be like, Oh, Chad, like should meet the best person in the building. You know, it wasn't like that. It was like, I think Dave might be looking for buyer's agents, you know, but right. I met with three teams that day, Dave and two others who had come over from elite and both. And honestly, the reason why I went with Dave was like, I felt like we had a good conversation, but like he had trained the other two. So I was like, okay, well if these other go to the two source. had learned from Dave, then I should go to the source. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that was like, it wasn't his boyish good looks that got you. No, it wasn't <laughs> his BYU fandom. It wasn't any of that. All the greatness. <laughs> It was just, I felt like, okay, well, he's kind of proven that he can build these teams up to the point where two other people who he's trained up are interviewing me also. So I kind of felt like that. Right. Okay, well, he's done it. And there's a little bit of evidence of this success. Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you had like a mutual friend or someone. I don't know. Nope. I didn't know that. To kind of segue into a new, you know, maybe finish up or whatever, we've talked a lot about the past. We've talked a lot about, oh, just when we were getting started, when we were getting started, blah, blah, blah. Well, something that's actually a new tier, something that's maybe potentially more difficult is once you've had a little bit of success and momentum, um, you know, Zach, like, 
what do you think like on keeping daily disciplines and accountability keeping now? It going forward yeah like how do you do it at the next level where it's more difficult so the interesting one that comes to mind right away is so dave touched on it earlier it's like once you have a little bit of success and maybe you have a little bit of a lifestyle change because of the success and you maybe you know move up into a bigger house or car, whatever it is, it's easy to sit back and kind of relax. And if you've got a couple of things going, some deals, it's easy to just not prospect, not do the things you're supposed to do, those daily, those daily habits. So it just comes down to that. Just find a time of the day. Like, I think, I think it's, I don't know if you've got this from someone else, Dave or not. You've made it very clear, like make your mornings like sacred. Like that's the one thing you've, you've drilled into my brain. It's like every morning you're doing the exact same thing. Because if, if you're consistent there, it'll continue in the rest of the day. And if you're doing, the, if you pack in those really important daily disciplines into that first three, four, five hours of your day, if you can do it within that time, the rest will just fall into place, right? So whether it's getting up in the morning and going to the gym or doing some meditation or writing in a journal or whatever it is, wake up, do that, do it consistently. And just, like you said, be sacred about it. Like there's nothing that can get in your way. Like there's, it doesn't matter. The one hiccup I've come in t- with that is uh, with my wife working nights. It's tough. It, it makes it a lot harder to be able to go to the gym at six in the morning every single night or every single morning because she's not home until eight eight thirty sometimes on a bad day, like eight o'clock every single time where I'm trying to, my big thing is I'm trying to be in my office in front of my computer, you know, getting my, my task list going or, you know, writing a to-do list. What do I got to do today? I've got showings at this time, this time, this time. Okay. I've got two and a half hours in between here. Where can I sit down and, and make my calls or follow up with my sphere of influence or anything like that? It's been tough to, to adapt to that, especially you throw a crazy toddler in the mix with yep. all that. And then you throw that Kaylee's pregnant on top of that. <laughs> And you feel even worse leaving after she just worked a night shift <laughs> and she's in a hundred percent survival mode. So it, it's even tougher for me to leave on time and get to one of my offices on time or try and work from home, which I've discovered does not, does not work <laughs> because my kid can now open doors and yep. has any sort of mental capacity to understand that I'm just downstairs and she wants to go party. So it, it's, it's tough. Just those different things as you go through life and adapt and your lifestyle changes from kids, if it's a success or whatever, finding a way to stay consistent in everything you do. Well, and I'm a little older than both you guys and have older kids, mm-hmm. but all those adjustments over the years, I had to make those adjustments. I mean, Chad's in the middle of making some adjustments in his morning as well with, with a, with a kid that gets up four 30 in the morning and he's having <laughs> to figure out how to 30 now balance between <laughs> oh that my and gosh. keeping his wife sane, you know, and you know, cause she's ready to party at four 30 in the morning and, and, you know, and, and just making sure everyone gets enough sleep. And so, you know, there, I, you know, I, there's always going to be some adjustments when it comes to, to that morning ritual. But I, I, I agree with you. It's one of the key things. It's really the rudder in your day. I mean, if you can somehow control that morning as much as possible, mm-hmm. it seems like you can have consistency, you know, in your life, you know, and, and just making sure you're doing, and, and you guys remember that book, you know, eat that frog or, mm-hmm. you know, he talks I never about, read that one. Yeah. It's a really good book. He basically, the premise of the book is he talks about making sure you're doing the hard things first, you know, in, in, in life, you know, in, in things that you're trying to avoid. And it goes back to that kind of that, that thing we talked about is, is doing the things that bring the most results as well. You know, in, in our business, you know, it's prospecting, it's lead follow-up. It's the things that we, you know, tend to avoid, you know, it's easy to avoid. It's easy. Yeah. It's easy to, it's the most important thing, but it's the easiest thing to kind of 
to get away from as well. You know, for me, it's the gym. I got to get to the gym early. If I don't get to the gym first thing in the morning, I will not go. And I, I can't tell you how many times I've told myself that the last like, because <laughs> same thing. It's like, cause Kaylee's coming home at, from her night shift, at, you know, at eight o'clock ish. And it's like, all right, like my afternoon's clear. I'll go in the afternoon. And then I get home and it's like, I can't go. Like she will murder me in cold blood if I leave right now to go to the gym for an hour, hour and a half Yeah, when she's in survival. Well, mode and right I now. think some people... Some people are, you know, that might be, they're fine with that. That's easy for them to go in the afternoon. Yeah. I think you kind of end up starting to kind of figure out yourself and what works and what doesn't work for you. And I think you just got to say, hey, this is this is the routine. This is the rituals that I'm going to get myself into. And, and you know, again, that piece of accountability, making sure that I have someone that's going to hold me accountable to things I'm supposed to be doing every single day. And then just allowing time to start seeing the results and then make adjustments. You know, you know our big thing, is, you know, the question I thought was really good is, is how do you stay consistent? How do you still, you know, make sure that you you have supervision? I mean, you guys talk about, you know, I love with agents. I mean, almost consistent. Consistent. When agents have not made any money, they're coming from maybe a job and you know, a career change, and they really haven't had you know some success. The first thing that ends up happening is the kind of the low hanging fruits. They maybe upgrade their house, maybe they upgrade their their wardrobe. It's a car. You know, it's a time. car. You know, it's you, a car every time. You know, that's where you see all of the, you know, the BMWs and the Mercedes and stuff. It's usually you know one of the first things that they end up buying or a new truck or whatever. Oh gosh, yeah. Um, you know, after that, once you start having those things, then it's like, well, I've kind of hit the things that I was was striving for. How do I stay consistent? You know, for, for me, and you know, if you guys remember, we, we all went to Tony Robbins and yep. I love Tony Robbins. He talks about the six human needs and he talks about the first four, you know, basically are, you know, having some consistency, consistency in your life, having some variety or inconsistency, you know, you know, consistency, you know, something that you know, is the spice of life. He talks about love and connection and he talks about significance. Those are the four, you know, basic. absolute basic human needs, but he talks about the higher needs and that's where really fulfillment comes from. And those higher leads are growth and contribution, you know, and I, I love when agents hit that kind of plateau when they've got, you know, some of those low hanging fruits where they've, they've, you know, got the new car and they get the significance to come from that, or they've gone on a few vacations, they get the variety of that, you know, or they, you know, they get the consistent paycheck and they got the consistency of that, but then they hit this lull that ends up happening. And I love talking to them about those two items, you know, is in order for fulfillment to happen is you have to continue to grow. You have to have that supervision. I love your guys' podcast name. You have to look past where you currently are and have something that you're consistently striving for. And then the other key you know, point, and I love as well, is, is that contribution aspect, is how are you contri contributing? Both you guys are, are great at contributing to other agents and getting involved and asking, answering questions or helping out. You know, I, so many times, Zach, where someone's asking something on our thread and you're getting, giving them advice or, Hey, th this is what's worked path, you know, in the past for me, you know, obviously chat with your, your mentorship, you know, and your role as on the team, but those two aspects are really where fulfillment lies, you know, and, and to how, to, you know, going back to the original thing is how do you consistently stay consistently is, is, is you're having to strive for something that's bigger than where you currently are. You know, if you're making 200 or $300,000 a year, what is it, you know, who do you need to become to make maybe $500,000 a year, you know, or a million dollars a year? And there's always a growth level and not, not necessarily it's about the money, but it's who do you have to become to get the money? You know, they always mm -hmm. say that when it comes to, you know, to becoming a you know, millionaire or multimillionaire, it's not necessarily the money. You know, you can, you know, you, you, you can lose your money, but it's who have you become to become a millionaire or a multimillionaire? And in that consistent, you know, upgrading and, and changing and adjusting and 
developing and growing and, you know, and contributing, those are the things I would say allows you to be consistent on it. Because if you're always looking for a higher level than just a car or a new house, it's very easy, you know, it's very easy to focus on, well, this is what brought this. If I consistently do this and add a few pieces or change a few skill sets, I can continue to grow up to newer levels. I love yeah. it. I feel yep. like he took a jab at me with a truck, but that's fine. We don't need to talk about it. <laughs> he took I a jab truck. at me first with BMW and Mercedes. Hey, yeah, I, you know, I, I, I completely skipped over the white Mercedes phase of my real estate career, and I just feel it's like I missed you out. Started at a white Audi. Yeah, well, it was was falling apart. It was a shit box. <laughs> that thing was bad. Yeah, I um, remember one time, multiple times, you were looking for an out on that Audi. Oh yeah, yeah. There, was, would, there was a period for about six months where, where almost every time we'd buckle in and you'd say. Hey, just want to let you know, if there's an opportunity for an accident, I'm probably going to take it. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I can get the insurance thing. It might be easy out on this thing, you know? That was a pretty what funny is, time. Oh, my and gosh. I, and, and it was only funny because there was some truth to it. And 100%. I knew, I knew if there was some some way where no one was going to get injured, you're going to take that out. I would I would purposely find the the people texting on the freeway, <laughs> get, make my way in front of them and just wait and hopefully they rear-ended me. Like hey, that was my only hope. I'm glad you never did that. I'm I am very glad I never did that either because with my luck, it would have went so wrong. It would have. You're paraplegic over yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Just like not dead, but yeah. like might as well be. Yeah. Like there would have been some crazy. Yeah, it would have been good. Would have been good. Well, I think that was amazing uh, interview with Dave today. Thank you for, yes. for coming. Um, I love just that last piece. I just wanted to reiterate it truly like the fulfillment comes in the daily process. Like it doesn't become when you re when you reach a certain milestone or an award or an income level, it is very much your joy and fulfillment comes out of loving the daily life that you created and the routine. And there's always crappy parts. Like there's always, that alarm goes off at five and you're just like, Oh, I feel like I didn't sleep at all, you know, right. but, or your daughter comes into your room at four 30. <laughs> you were up crying late because the jazz lost again. Like, <laughs> brutal. Um, but you know, it really truly like the fulfillment and the happiness and the joy is in that process of pounding the stone, working toward it and seeing it kind of come together and yeah. then it's falling in love with the process. I mean, that's yeah. the biggest thing is, Falling totally. in love with it, you know, and enjoying it. That's yeah. all you can do. That's all you can do. Well, this, yeah, this is awesome. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank yeah, you, Dave. Thanks for having me. Anytime, anytime. Thank you, thank you, everyone that's listening. Um, share it with friends, family, anyone that you think maybe needs it. Um, and let us know. If you have any questions, we'd love to reach out. We don't have that many yeah. followers. We're very able to answer some questions. <laughs> plenty you know. plenty of room plenty in the DMs. Of, plenty of time hey, and open availability. Great, <laughs> great way to you know, contribute. Yeah, this yeah, has been great. It's been good. So It's been eye-opening for a lot of reasons. But um, again, appreciate everyone. Thank you so much. Catch you later. See ya.